I'm Rosie. And I'm Wendy. And you're listening to Spilling La Sopa, a podcast about real Latinas, real conversations, real chistosas. Hola a todos nuestros listeners, this is your amiga Wendy. We have officially made it through the greater part of 2021. We're almost to a closing. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially we're pretty much within feast season. And what does that mean? We're going to tragar mucho, <laughs> eat a lot of food. <laughs> um and then we're just pretty much uh, getting ready to just let loose and, and hopefully relax. How are you ladies doing? Doing good. Doing good. Hi, everyone. Rosie here. Um, like Wendy said, it's that time of year when we get to feast, but also like connect with family near and far. Um, Tis the season to break bread with your loved ones and probably maybe go to some holiday parties where you haven't seen people in a long, long time. You know, tus papas, tus tíos, tus primos, everybody. Yes, I'm excited to Hi, everybody, because um, I love to eat. Although, como poquito, pero como en, like, en pausas. Like, I eat, y luego, like, two hours later, I eat, I eat more, y luego two hours later, I eat more. Y así estoy cada two, three hours, or else I get really hangry. But, yes, I love, uh, <laughs> uh, like, I have a friend who carries, like, a granola bar or cookies for me when we travel because she knows when we wake up and people are getting ready in the bathroom, putting on their makeup, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I put a chingados because I'm starving. <laughs> so she brings snacks for me. <laughs> Instead of you just carrying your own snacks. <laughs> you know what? I underestimate myself. Like, nah, I should be fine. I should be fine. <laughs> en la pañalera lleva los snacks. <laughs> she's a mom. No, she's not a mom, actually. Oh, yeah. But she's trained like a mom. <laughs> right right yeah you know what it, it's it's um i'm thinking about what rosie said and how you get to see like family that you haven't seen in a long long time mm -hmm. and then it just reminds me that when you like i mean f first of all we've been through like this whole pandemic season and 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 then now we're gonna go see some family members so the one thing that comes up is like just ruthlessness from mainly my mom but i'm sure other people have like tias and maybe tios that are pretty ruthless, but they start to kind of make comments about about your body, right? Like, oh my God, yeah, ya pe, ya peste, cuánto pesas or whatever. Well, well, especially after the pandemic. I mean, it's yeah, been like dude. a whole year. It's almost come, come in la casa because <laughs> we couldn't go right. out. <laughs> right, like emotional eating, stress eating, or just eating. Or just eating. There's born in the house, in the house board. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. was baking like breads. So I don't know if you guys right. remember the early on in the pandemic, yeah. everybody making their panecito. And I'm like, right, right, right. what? Yeah, I'm just chilling bread. here. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sad. Yeah, my yeah. my best like baker, the best baker that I know, my friend moved to New York. And so Aww. but sometimes, yeah, I yeah. would get the kickback. She's like, Hey, I made like too much fucking pumpkin bread or banana bread or something. You want some? I'm like, hell yeah, I want some. I will All go the way and get from it. New York. No, no, no. She lived here. <laughs> now she moved to New oh, York, oh, oh. so I don't get the kickbacks anymore. Ah, yeah. So it's yeah, almost like a blessing in disguise. También. Pues también. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <cierto>. también. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So I'm I'm anticipating like doing that, like going back home, and mainly the the big uh the big perpetrator would be my mom. She's always been very like focused on oh uh you need to really watch your weight now but it like reminds me of this one time that I went to visit her and first off every time I go my mom she like creates this whole feast she's like Wendy's coming Wendy's coming so she makes like chile relleno 
chicharrón, like frijoles, like tortillas. So I get there first. It's like 9 p.m. at nighttime, and she's like, "Feast, feast, feast!" And I'm like, oh, "Dude, I got." I got gastritis, dude. I can't be eating this much. I can't eat after seven. <laughs> exactly. I shouldn't be eating after six, dude, because then you lay down and it's like murder. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, she's like, come, come, come. And she's the first. And then the, later the next day, she's like, uh, hey, you know, there's a there's a party. My friend invited me to. Do you want to go to? Do you want to go with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go, yo, you know, like I pack some 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 clothes. I'm trying to like, you know, get ready, get all like pretty. Like, she comes in the room and she looks at me. She's like, no, yeah, yeah, parale, yeah, parale. And then I'm like, what? I'm like, what? What is she talking about? Para qué? She's like, no, pues ya no, you know, te estás ya te estás poniendo un poco, you know, like she's trying not to say it. I'm like, are you calling me fat? And she's all like. Like, you know, I'm being honest with you and this is in loving language. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, here, wear this faja. <laughs> like, like wear the faja for the, for the party. And I was like, I, I really hate fajas, first of all. They, I feel like they're rest restraining my personality. <laughs> so You're like, be along with harnessing my lonjas, they also restrain my personality. Yeah. My for lojas sure, are sure. part of my personality. Yeah, <laughs> probably because I'm like all fucking numb after all the squeezing and shit. I'm like, who am I, dude? Like, but yeah, she's like, Toma, try this. So it was one of those fajas. What is it like a girdle? It's like a one of those fajas that that is like a full body one, mm. and it like snaps from the middle, like from like your crotch area. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll try this. So, anyways, first off, it was like early, so I hadn't eaten anything. So then I'm like, okay, not too bad. I mean, I. I, I shallow breathing a little bit, you know, like probably triggering my nervous system, like fight or flight and shit. But but, but, but I'm going to wear this faja, right? So I put it on and I was looking all snatched. I was like, okay, I see why, why ladies wear this. <laughs> so, yeah, so then I put it on and then I get to the fucking party and I'm like, right, you know, driving there. And as soon as I get there, to my surprise, to my guilty pleasure surprise, there was a freaking taquero, like, mm. oh, you can eat tacos, dude. So then I was like, uh-oh. So then I was like, oh, it's fine, you know, like, this this faja got me, you know, like, she's my girl, <laughs> <laughs> she has my back, like, so then I go over there, yeah, yo, ando cuatro tacos, you know, and then two hour later, two more tacos, right? But at some point, it was like, became... 20 tacos lethal no maybe oh. was, i don't know <laughs> i don't know for how many tacos but the the freaking faja became lethal like <laughs> it wasn't just like it was like splitting me in two you know because it like clips in the crotch area <laughs> Ew. That, dude i know dude i was like holy fuck I, I told my mom we have to leave immediately like right now we have to leave and she's like okay okay so we go to the to the car <laughs> we go to the car and i'm like in pain at this point like her it, hurt, it hurts to walk so i go there as soon as i get to the car i was like ah! like i took my pants off and i like unsnapped <laughs> it oh my god dude it was like that felipe esparza joke where he's like people take the fuck off and they're like a life raft like, <laughs> like <laughs> but but dude, it was just so relief. I hate it. After that, I that was the first and last time I ever wore like a full body faja like that. Like never again I will ever do that. Um, but you know, I put my freaking self through that because 
of just like comments that family members make. In, yeah. in this case, my mom, she could be pretty lethal with that. But yeah, I was just like, I always think about that when I see full body fajas now. Yeah, I'm surprised que no te echaste unos buenos pedos, you know, like <laughs> on the way yeah. to the car. Do you can? Do you can? If it's I like bet. stopping you, it's, the, it's all covering that part of the area. <laughs> that reminds me, Wendy, do you remember when you bought those fajas from like online? So, so Wendy, Wendy bought two fajas from online, right? And she was like, I'm trying to fit. She's like, I'm sizing down. You know, I'm sizing down this bigger one. It's not Wendy. doing it for me anymore. I'm sizing down. I was like, She's okay. Like, I was like, can I borrow the bigger one? She was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Pero then she was like, dude, I forgot where we were going. Like, I think we were getting ready to go somewhere. You were trying to wear your faja. And you're like, dude, no me la puedo poner. Like, it fits, but I can't put it on. And so we're like, both of us trying to put this faja on her, like trying to, I was like, acuéstate, I got you, I got you. And we're like trying all these different angles, trying to like wrangle, you know, the faja because Wendy was like, no, I'm a size down now, I'm a size down. I was like, okay, okay, we got this, we got this. Dude, it yeah. was struggle city, but we managed to get that faja on. Yeah, like Rosie had to dig her knee in my back. Perfect. Yeah, and the fajas are not. You know what? What I was thinking about too, I wore a faja for, I think I was going to a wedding, and it was the kind that are like shorts. So, kind of like a full body faja, right? It looks like little shorts. Mm But I was like, one that splits you damn, this shit is a hassle. I was like, whenever I have to go. And if you know me, you know, I have the bladder of a kindergartner. Mm. I have to pee all the time, like all the time. And so I was like, damn, pues me lo voy a tener que quitar every single time. And I was like, oh, but now they come with a little hole in the crotch area. Oh, so you have to pee. but I wasn't brave enough to to just, you know, use the hole. Just use the hole. Wait, so. So you don't wear underwear? It's just like no, a no. Whole I mean, I wear cold. underwear. I don't know. I don't know if other people don't wear underwear. I don't know if you're supposed to, but <laughs> like I wear underwear. It. But and also, it's not always a straight stream. You it, know, it's like. not, dude. That's, that's why true. I'm like, I was like concerned. I was like, I don't know, because okay, if it goes well, then cool. I can pee as many times <laughs> yeah. as I want, and I don't have to take off the stain. Like I don't have to go through the hassle. But if it doesn't work out, then I'm gonna be walking around sorry nada with pee with peed girdle. Yeah, with pee. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah. You might be looking sexy, yeah. pero vas a estar oliendo como <laughs> Yeah, no, no. But they've, they've gotten, fajas have gotten more intricate over the years, for sure. Like, now they have, like, no se nota, and they have, like, there's zipper fajas, clip fajas, shorts, sports, all kinds of Rosie, ponte a venderlas. You're like really persuading me to get one. Well, sometimes it's funny because I go to a party. I'm like, damn, she looks good. And I'm all looking all like tamal malecho. I'm like, girl, you look good. She's like, girl, I have a faja. And I'm like, fuck, I guess I'm going to have to start wearing a faja so my love handles stop looking all locas. But well, thank you, ladies, for sharing that story. Um, And actually, today for our podcast, we have a guest speaker. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and so I want to introduce Cynthia Chavez by Coastal. Chicana as she is the creator of C Synergy Wellness on Instagram so welcome Cynthia. Hi Marisol thank you so much thank you so much spilling la sopa for the invitacion I'm very humble to be here and just to be part of the chisme I'm already cracking up over here <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Cynthia is actually all the way in New York but tell us Cynthia what inspired you to create C Synergy Wellness? Yes claro que sí so there was actually a, a lot of doubt uh, before creating this platform, you know, like everything else. But what truly inspired me was that um, through my illness, actually, um, 
I used to have piriformis syndrome. I actually recovered from that. And as a result, um, I was left with lower back pain and really acute sciatica. And the pages that I follow on Instagram, you know, talking about wellness and working out, it just didn't work for me because they just completely left out the whole mental wellness part, um, mm. which is something that you struggle when we're talking about our bodies. So that the relationship with my body was very toxic because of my illness. And, you know, I'm a former organizer. I got here to New York like about five years ago. And as an organizer, I, I abused my body. I wouldn't eat sometimes. I was just working through late nights. The stress took to the roof, you know, and that's how I initially became ill. Also, um, I fell into depression. Um, my mom has diabetes, diabetes. All my siblings have like some sort of illnesses, which also results in the lifestyle that you have. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people in our community suffer and have illness. But I was like, damn, I got here too early. Like, isn't it? I'm so I'm old. Like, I'm 24 years old. It was my COVID year. Actually, I couldn't go to bars. I remember I was like, man, people are going to think I'm lame. And I was like, I don't have a party, but my back pain. So what I did is I apologized to my body and I worked from where I was at. And through stretching and really learning about myself, my body, I didn't realize how disconnected I was from it mm -hmm. until I realized that healing our minds, you know, we talk about generational trauma and we are um, the first ones doing that, beginning that healing work in our families. But that also means beginning the healing work in our bodies because it's mm -hmm. all interconnected. You know, healing also involves physical wellness. Is very connected to mental wellness, spiritual and emotional wellness. And we have tools, you know, such as nature, yeah. cultural practices that can guide us through our wellness journeys. Okay, thank you, Cynthia. Um, and so tell us a little bit about the purpose, the mission of your of Sea Synergy Wellness on Instagram. Yeah, of course. So that was kind of my story, um, you know, of how I was able to connect my body and begin my healing journey. And I realized that it worked. It was working. And I realized that I received the gift after being so ill. And I wanted to share this to my community because I'm mm -hmm. like, I wish that other people, other Chicanas, other mujeres in our communities, everyone in our black and brown communities can take advantage of this because sometimes you don't have resources for, I remember I couldn't afford physical therapy. So it's like, mm. that's it, you know, like, se acaba la vida. It's like, no, nos tenemos que levantar de la cama. We have to keep going. Mm. So my mission is to inspire people's wellness journeys for collective well-being so that we can teach our seeds and younger generations um, mm. to really bring the wellness dialogue and practices within brown and black communities, especially amongst mujeres. Yeah, I really, I really like that, um, what you're saying, Cynthia, because, you know, I'm just thinking about um, what, like, I don't even know what to call it, but I'll, I'll just use the words like success culture, quote unquote, like they, you used this phrase earlier, you said I was abusing my body. And like the, this like, quote unquote, success culture, I'm making that term up. But what I mean is like, sometimes you see things like on Instagram or somewhere else, they, their posts that say something like, well, you're sleeping, I'm up you know, right, doing yeah. X, Y, and Z, and I'm in this meeting, and I'm making business moves, or boss mm. moves, or whatever, and it's essentially, like, what, just what you describe, right, it's like, take, abusing your body, like, your body needs, you know, rest, your body needs 
you know, attention because there's these illnesses that end up coming so early. Um, and then, and then if you don't, it, it'll make you stop. Like if you're not stopping consciously and being connected to it, it will make you stop in either through an illness or, or, um, you know, aches and pains and things like that. So I, I really like that you mentioned that. Thank you. Yeah, no, our bodies, they get loud. We can, we can ignore it, right? If our body's telling us that like, you're hungry and you're like, no, estamos en la dieta. Like we're not eating right yeah. now or you're in pain. You push that pain down and you ignore it. You're like, it's going to go away. No, no se va a ir. Like, it's going to get mm -hmm. bigger, um, you know, but because we're working or we're doing something, um, so it becomes really, really toxic. And a lot of people don't share how they got to their fabulous body. You know, they just say, mm -hmm. I got here because I hustled. And, and even the hustle, right? I like hustling too, but I love rest. So we need yes. to talk about rest and listening to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love rest too. <laughs> and and one thing I wanted to ask you is so that uh, our publico knows what do you share on on your Instagram? Like, what does it look like? What does your platform look like? Yeah, so I share um, because I share a lot of um, people request me a lot of workout videos, stretching videos. A lot of people that don't really practice stretching because it's so like, oh, who stretches or it's like a job to do. But it's like actually through stretching, we release that trauma in our bodies. We release tension. And that's what I did um, with my body. But just really educating. Um, they like educational videos about um, moving your body, right? How it affects your mental health um, through food. So I share a lot of cultural, healthy food recipes um yes. and then i also uh yes yeah <laughs> people are like i i will say yeah. i actually tried one of your recipes this week um Ooh. because i remember that you made like a in-home pumpkin spice coffee and See, like yes. one of the ingredients was pumpkin puree and i was like oh pues, uh -huh. you know whatever and then yeah. that coincidencia <laughs> that my dog got sick and i bought like a big ass can of pumpkin puree to like you know, feed them oh. with. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, now I got all this pumpkin puree. I could try the coffee. So I tried it. It was pretty good. Oh, mm. that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, but I often visit your page for the recipes because the food looks really, really good. <laughs> Thank you. No me sale igual que the picture, but you know, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at sharing like measurements because I grew up in Mexico and my mom, I asked her for recipes and she's like, and fun fact about me. Um, so my mom is from Veracruz. So I'm actually, I'm from Jalisco, but I'm mixed from the north and the south. My mom is from the Costa de Veracruz. A lot of her recipes, they carry that um, Veracruz, that Costa yeah flavoring her recipe so when I call her I'm like mommy deme la receta and she's like I got you mija then she always forgets one ingredient and I'm like mom how am I gonna share to my followers like it's not gonna taste the same and she's like mija you gotta follow your heart and I'm like I need oh. measurements one cup half a cup she's oh. like where you three fingers mija and I'm like you know what that's part of the culture so yeah. i'm getting better at sharing like measurements and stuff yeah my parents are the mm -hmm. same i'll call my mom and i'll be like ma como se esto por le tanteas le echas un puñito and i was like un puñito yeah. like what you mean she's like pues nomás yeah. ahí al tanteo and i was like okay yeah. cool yes yeah, and and actually talking about since we're transitioning into food right and um families it is so important because there is such a toxic diet culture um talking about what we get to eat, you know, like sometimes I love asking my mom for recipes 
and traditional recipes. And then people are like, I'm just going to eat this pozolito and then I'm going to work out or I'm going to eat this. <laughs> and it's like, actually, we could. A lot of our um, Latinx gastronomy includes nutritious food, you know, but it was imposed that we only cook um, greasy or like we only cook a certain ways that is not healthy. Um, which also feeds into the toxic diet culture that feeds fat, fat phobia in the Latinx community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was imposed to hate our bodies so that if you don't look a certain way, you can be, we can be harsh with ourselves. Um, and this creates a disconnection within us and we become foreigners to our own bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's about mending that relationship with our bodies. It's about mending that relationship with our cultura and knowing that we have the tools you know, like, especially when you lose weight, sometimes you lose weight and you're still not happy. This is why we need a holistic healing approach, right? So that way we heal our body, but we also heal our mind and our soul. Because right. if not, we're never going to be fulfilled. And in our culture, we eat fruits and vegetables. Like, I'm a tapatia. I grew up in Jalisco. And I remember climbing trees to get my fruta, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we used to work in the field. So we used to grow our own corn. And it's about the relationship we have with food mm-hmm. as right. well. Um, when we grow it and everything. Um, especially, like, in, in our culture, as, as I was saying, like, we eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Especially in Southern Mexico, when we think about food, pre-colonization, comida prehispanica, in traditional food, we cook with the soul. We cook with sabor. We cook um, with color. Our gastronomy is so unique that there's so many chefs that come to Southern Mexico just to learn mm-hmm. about the cuisine mm-hmm. in Puebla, especially in Oaxaca, you know? Yeah. I will say I'm I'm like biased, right? Like I'm uh-huh. Mexican, so I'm biased. But I think we have yeah. like some of the best food out there. Like if you think about yeah, yeah. other like popular dishes um, for, you know, there's like Italian food, like it's heavy on the pasta. Obviously, it's not all pasta um, or like Asian cuisine. Like there's a lot of good food out there. But mm-hmm. I think Mexican food, we have some of the best because there's just so much variety. <laughs> like you're saying, like colores, sabores, ingredients, like there's so much variety. Yes, yes. And, you know, it is time to include that in our eating habits because that's how it becomes a lifestyle. That's how it becomes. I'm going to eat this concha today, but tomorrow I'm going to eat. Um, I just created this recipe that includes like chayote, chile poblano, salmon, mm. like all the yummy stuff. I'll be sharing them for the holidays. <laughs> um, so yeah, and talking about the holidays, you know, like especially with our families, it could be, it, could, it can get pretty mean, you know, what mm-hmm. the language and what we hear about our bodies during the mm-hmm. holidays. Right, right. I, I, um, I was thinking about what you said earlier about um, us, you know, engaging in diets and then losing weight and then still not feeling like satisfied with the body and how it takes like a holistic approach. Um, that made me think about um, just my own experience with it. This is also a fun fact of myself and for Rosie as well. <laughs> Rosie and I both actually did, we both did a, a bodybuilding competition. And um, nice. we, yeah, we, we lost so much weight. I lost so much weight and... I remember just my own personal experience was that I, you know, gr- obviously growing up, I just gave you that that example. My mom being so, you know, can be pretty ruthless with the with the body shaming part. Um, but yeah, I grew up 
having those feelings like you know not not being the best looking body wise right because I was quote unquote overweight um and once I was able to lose all that weight and get to a place where I was actually on a stage showing my body in a bikini wow um I was still not Mm. happy Mm. with my body and and then I realized that through that journey, I was experiencing people like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you look so good. You look so good. You know, kind of clapping for me uh, the more I lost weight. And then I got to a point mm. where I lost too much weight for their for their view. Right. So then people. So then the co- the positive comments started turning into concern comments. Mm. And, oh, are you OK? Wow. Eat more. Even my mom was like first she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then later she's like oh, you need to eat more. Are you sick or whatever? So then that's when it clicked for me. Like, holy shit, this is, this is about my insights. Like Mm -hmm. my inner self is not, you know, it's, it's, it was so like, oh, consumed, um, with like wanting to kind of please other people's perception. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure more likely than not was like my mom's perception ultimately. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I, you know, I start getting all those comments and I'm like, holy shit, like, you can't please people, Mm-mm. you know, and it's not about them. It's about you. And and I think that was when my own journey started with like I probably doing the holistic piece. Right. Like it's about mind, spirit and body. Like mm-hmm. I need to make sure all three, all three connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned that, Wendy, because I don't think a lot of people realize that a lot of people, you know, just are focusing on their body and they forget about just actually feeling good like in their brain because in their brain they're still seeing the person they were before right there's like I'm still not skinny enough and that's where we um like uh Cynthia mentioned illnesses begin to develop right some people suffer from them like anemia like mm. because they're not eating mm-hmm. they're not eating sufficiently um or you know taking their vitamins or what have you because they're neglecting that part and even if they're feeling like oh like I need some protein in my body they neglect that they're like no i'm only eating vegetables yes. all week, or i'm just juicing <laughs> mm-hmm. all week or no i cannot you know eat an almond today it's just juice day and and then like that that really does affect your your body and i think in the latino culture again because we're so used to like our tias or tias or family members always pinpointing something wrong with us right at, at the family parties that we just kind of lose ourselves in that and and try to please everyone as you mentioned but forget about mm-hmm. what's important to us and our our own mental health that's not obviously talked about in our inner culture as much as it should be yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah. i'll say my experience was really similar wendy like you know we lost i don't know how much weight did i lose like 30 pounds or something so it's significant right and like mm-hmm. but the the program is strict so you mm. literally have a meal plan that you have to adhere to and then you're working out at 1.7 days a week oh my god so it's it's seven days intense seven days a week it's intense wow um but i'll say you know i'll share that for me it was pretty similar right like i lost all this weight and my biggest critic with my around my weight has always been my mom too you know like ever since mm. i was a like i've i've felt fat even if I maybe I wasn't fat since I was like mm, 14, wow, 13, right? So my mom used to say, when we were getting ready for my quinceanera, she was like, oh, you know, like, ya parale, tienes que ejercicio. Or like, I, she would see me eating like chips or Cheetos or something. And she'd be like, ay, vas a parecer barrilito cervecero en tu vestido de quinceanera. <laughs> you know? No vas a caber yeah. yeah, she was like, vas a parecer. <laughs> no, but that was her phrase, right? Barrilito cervecero. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, you know? And my mom's family, like, their genetics are just, I don't know, fucking amazing. Like, they're all thin. 
right? Like my mom's yeah. sisters or brothers, they're all thin and they're tall. And I seriously envy the woman's metabolism because she could eat mm-hmm. all her food, whatever I left over and whatever my sister left over. And she's still like, okay, she's cool. Like, you know, she, she's, um, just has the metabolism of steel. And so I like kind of grew up with that. Right. So I've always like mm. worried about my weight, always trying to watch my weight, always blah, blah, blah. And then when she came for the show, right. So did the bodybuilding show. It, it, was, it was the same exact thing happened. Right. So at first she wow. was like, Oh, you look great. Blah, 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 blah. She was happy. And then when she came for the show, it's like a week where you dehydrate. Right. And you, okay. and you look a little sick. Wow. You do. You're like tan, but yeah, you, look you look a little sick. <laughs> And oh, she wow. was like concerned, you know, she was worried. She's like, ay, ay, no, que bueno que ya se acabó, que ya está el show porque necesitas comer más. You know, like she was worried. She was genuinely concerned mm-hmm. that I was, I was like doing too much that I was sick. We, we were looking like Smeagol from Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> like beef jerky. Pero tan, pero tan. Smeagol's very white. But we tan. were like very, very brown. Because <laughs> they, they tan you oh. a huevo. Um, in a sparkly bathing suit <laughs> it's, it's like what wendy mentioned in the beginning right where her mom she gets to the house and here's the feast right y luego, no, pues ya it's like well then why did you make me the feast like i don't yeah, get why, it <laughs> why did you make yeah. me a healthy food yeah <laughs> right right why'd you make me the chilaquiles but then it also just shows how much um it's projected on us you know like how mm-hmm. deep it is of mujeres and other bodies and femmes like within our with so many generations before us right so this is so crazy because even if you're like in the bigger or even if you're like the flaca side, you remember, um, I remember for me, my, and we have a role, right? Like with our family members, when we hear of that as well, when there is like body shaming, I remember so growing up, sorry, I am guilty. I am one of those people that can eat and I have a really pretty good metabolism, <laughs> but um Yes, I know. I'm guilty. But I I love food. I love food since I was little. I remember growing up in Mexico, there is a program that si estás muy desnutrido, te dan leche del dif, which is like milk that has vitamins. So I was in pretty good way, but my sister, um, she she was really thin when we were little. She was like four years older than me, three years older than me. So they would give her milk to gain weight and cookies. But she wouldn't like them. So I, there was little Cynthia eating everything. So yo arrasaba con todo with the cookies, the milk. And I remember she started gaining weight and I didn't. And she was just like, oh my God, a mí me engorda hasta el aire. Like I don't even eat. And it begins at such a young age. Because I remember mm-hmm. being little and my sister already having those issues, especially like young girls, teenagers. Mm-hmm. And even now, when my moms would say, when my mom would say comments, I would be like, "Ama, usted déjela comer," you know, like es su cuerpo. Usted decide de su cuerpo. Mi hermana decide de su cuerpo. And I would just cheer up my sister because we, mm-hmm. as other like thinner bodies and like everybody as bystanders, like we can support and stop that shaming body culture as well. Because whether you're flaca or not, there's people are never gonna be happy. So might as well do it your way. Like I went back to December. I go to December every um to Mexico every December and my mom is like, "Ay, estás muy flaca, estás comiendo." And I'm like, "Mami, me siento saludable, but because of like my illness, también I have to keep a certain weight, but uh but I eat everything, you know, like just mm-hmm. in a balanced form." Yeah, yeah. You you know, one thing that comes up for me is like when you mentioned like um 
like you know other family members just saying mm-hmm. like mean things about your body weight like in I feel like in my family, like uh, we, I've said this so many times in, uh, during the podcast, but we our primary like defense mechanism is is co- like being funny, right? And making yes. fun of weight was one of them. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of hard for me to like, you mm. know, not not laugh, you know. And I feel yeah. like it's almost like my body has learned to just kind of laugh about it, and 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 also like my present self, right? Like my more healthy self is like I laugh about it, but then I. Address it like that's not cool that you're saying things like that but mm-hmm. sometimes those those names and comments like they can be pretty hilarious and i'm like dude that's hella fucked up like don't <laughs> say shit like that like you know and and yeah. like particularly my my younger uh my nieces and my nephews like sometimes i'm like not even in their conversation <laughs> but i can hear them and, the, and they're like well look at you Shamur look at you oh my god (laughs) and then I'm like oh my god like you know and then sometimes they say some pretty hilarious like comments and I'm like dude and I'm laughing I'm like and they're laughing and and um and but then I say hey dude that's not that's not cool that you guys talk to each other like that Mm because then you start Mm -hmm. to normalize it and and then you start to like obviously you don't want to you don't want to be in a place where you're you know dating somebody that's you know saying things like that. that but it's it almost kind of has to be like pump it, it, you pumping it out of your system consciously because mm-hmm. I still consciously have to like mm. you know slow myself down and be like that was hilarious but that's not okay and and right. we have to like kind of work towards you know making sure that I myself speak better about my body because I also make jokes about my own body like yeah. like Rosie and I once was. We were like shopping somewhere or something, but I I've always wanted to wear and I still do and I and I don't for this reason. But I'll tell you what I I wish I could wear knee high boots, like I wish I could wear them. But every time I do wear it, them, I, I feel like I look like a fat trap traffic cop. Like <laughs> oh my god, like, like like I look like I'm I feel even like I look I put on the fucking knee high boots and I'm like I look like I'm. I need to go fucking write down some tickets for some bullshit. I was like, you didn't stop. But I'm just like, no me animo, no me animo. Because I'm like, I'm short. And then I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, like a little chubby. And then I like put on the boots and then I look like that. I was like, nope, ain't happening. Like, (laughs) he's spending the money on me. If you don't know Wendy, Wendy has like the best descriptions for stuff. Like very very specific <laughs> right like this fat cop is is a vision right like fat traffic cop is a vision that she's had but i think one of the other <clears throat> one of my other favorite ones is um it, it smelled bad outside i don't know what it was and i'm like ooh. we opened the, the sliding door to the back and I'm like ooh, that smells bad and she was like yeah it smells like baby bird carcass and i was like what? oh my god i was like wait what like how do you know what baby bird carcass smells like that? that's super specific it's not like it's funky out here she's like yeah yeah it smells bad it smells like baby bird carcass that's so funny but i know that wendy uh like when you say that you use humor for it because i remember one time we were in college and i invited you to a pool party you remember like hey wendy let's go to a pool party and you were like oh no am i gonna be the only fat person there i'm like bomba you're not fat, but yes, yes, you are, <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah, we, use, so, yeah. we yeah. use that humor, but it's so funny too, because I have friends who were like, yeah, dude, I was fat. I'm like, no, you weren't, right? Because at the mm. time, I'm like seeing you like as my friend, right? I'm like, no, no, you're fine, girl. You look good. And then later on, I see pictures like, dude, this was me five years ago. Like, damn, 
pues sí, sí estabas medio gordita, but at the moment, like, you're my friend and I'm not seeing mm -hmm. you that way for some reason. So I'm always like, and people ask me, do I look good? I'm like, yes, girl. And later on, I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, si, si estabas mirando un poquito medio gacha, like, you know, but I don't yeah. notice it till years later. Like, damn, we were wearing a bunch of makeup where we were looking all loca. But he's the know? friend yeah. that'll let you out the house looking crazy. Yeah, because I don't notice it. I'm like, yeah, girl, you look good. She's like, yeah, that looks good, girl. <laughs> and then later, like, damn, estamos looking yeah. chimuelas. <laughs> and then later she tells you you look bad. But in, <laughs> but um, yeah, that also speaks to kind of like the normalization of it, right? Like normalizing, calling somebody like overweight or not looking mm -hmm. good or you look mm -hmm. really bad, right? Because my perception of looking, because to me, I'm like, for the most part, most of my friends, they look fine. Like, I'm like, you guys look great, great. Everything's great. But they're like, Wendy, really? And then they go to their friend, the one that has the more, like, critical Balls. eye, I guess. And they're like, <laughs> no, you don't look right. Wendy led you astray. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, but I think it's it's all based on, like, perception, right? Like, what? And, and the fact that we all, like, the person that is telling you, like, you look bad is also, like, kind of in a power ro role, right? Mm -hmm. Like, feeling like the right to say yeah you you did look bad you know yeah um so i think that it's just it's just interesting yeah well it's recently i was told that i looked three months pregnant by one of my oh primas my, wow. like girl you look three months pregnant she's like have you gotten your period i'm like yes bitch <laughs> and she's like well you look three months pregnant i'm like what the fuck yeah, and, so precise. And, I, and i always <laughs> joke around that like damn at least people with kids can say well you know because of my kid like i have no excuse like what the hell right <laughs> But um, my boyfriend said it's because I'm in love, and that's why <laughs> I gained a few extra pounds there. <laughs> so I'm gonna blame yeah. it on my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like um, Cynthia was saying about about the whole diet, right? Like sometimes we like we diet, we deprive ourselves, and then we want to like uh, then then we might like I'm thinking like we end up overindulging, like after mm -hmm. our our big like competition stuff and following such a strict meal plan. Like, I, I didn't get any transition. Like, I didn't get any transition to, like, return back to my life, you know? Like, like I went from, like, bodybuilder competition, Wendy, to then, <clears throat> boom, you're, like, back into, like, your, your, your life, right? And it's, like, my life wasn't eating, you know, seven meals a day. My, my life wasn't, you know, being at the gym three hours a day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, how, how do I transition back? And what, is, what did that end up causing was kind of almost like a crash thing. Like, I, I come back and I crash back uh, to the old behaviors that I was engaging in, right? Like, it's just, you know, eating, maybe in drastically gaining some weight, mm. you know, slowly getting to not the healthiest, not the healthiest uh, behaviors. And, and, and I think that the more we engage in, like, crash diets, the more likely we are to not have any sustainable change, you know, like we, mm -hmm. we don't sustain any, like any behaviors that help us truly change our like nutrition habits. Yeah. Cause it's true what they say. It's a lifestyle, right? Like with, with the bodybuilding competition, like as soon as I could be off that meal plan, I was like, I went to yeah. Italy a week after competition. I went to the land <laughs> of the best pasta and pizza in the world. So nice. what do you think happened? <laughs> What do you think yeah, happened that, there? That that makes me think of like, okay, so what unhealthy meals were like gold for for you guys growing up? What was like your still not only yeah, growing and, up, and still. still? What are you talking still, about? But they're like and so unhealthy, but you still love to eat them. Everything. No, just kidding. I love I love making michilakiles at all times of the day. Like I fry it, you know, fry the 
fry the, the tortilla and put a bunch of cheese. I feel like that's my really unhealthy meal because I could en huevos y toda la cosa because I eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And sometimes dinner means like two in the morning as I'm binge watching something on Netflix. And I think that's the thing that gets me the most. Like I could be eating quesadillas, you know, hot dogs, like at two in the morning. And that has been my like my latest bad habit of staying up late, grading papers, watching TV, but eating while I'm doing it and not eating healthy, like just eating like heavy stuff, papitas, cookies. Mm -hmm. I bought this box of famous Amos at Costco uh, for my housewarming party and not a lot of people took them. So I was like, I'm like, well, somebody has to eat them. And con las trulies too. And trulies too. All the trulies are like healthy, not really, but like less calories. (laughs) But somebody has to finish them and I live alone. So that's going to be me. Yeah, I yeah. think unhealthy meals. Grow- so growing up, I liked a lot of um, like fruta con tajín, like limón y sal. Mm. That was that was my thing. So I guess it's not like super unhealthy. That's pretty. Yeah, that's no, that's healthy. healthy. Yeah, it's, yeah not, that's healthy. Not super unhealthy, <laughs> but um, I think right now, well, like if you could have, if they said someone said you can only have this food for the rest mm. of your life, I would choose cheese, and I would be okay with that. I fucking love cheese. Cheese. Yeah, cheese is bomb. (laughs) Yeah. Her charcuterie boards are like. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I get down. I get down. Oh my God. Damn, mine looks so sad. I'm lactose intolerant. I need to, I feel like I need to speak on behalf of all the lactose intolerance. But um, it's so crazy that you mentioned cheese because, or even what you said about chilaquiles, um, they're not. Uh, that unhealthy, you know, it has corn, corn tiene nutrición, salsas tiene nutrición too. I just feel like anything fried is like oh, bad, okay. you know? Or tortillas, dude. You know, like when people are on the diet, the first thing to go is like tortillas y pan. Mm, true. Carbs. Mm-hmm. But why do you think, so this is the thing about diets, you know, like how it becomes a lifestyle because when you literally start policing your body and saying like, you can't have these, you can't have that. But when you, if you feel like eating that, you eat, instead of eating like two, three conchas, if you eat one concha, right? Like you respond to that need that your body is asking for, right? Like if you need a concha, eat it, you know? And like when you eat those foods, it's about the context of like the context of, oh, if I indulge in like todos los chilaquiles and everything, okay, what am I eating tomorrow and what am I eating the day before? Because mm-hmm. it also, how do you feel after? How does your body feel after like eating, indulging in unhealthy food? I just want to yeah. knock out. It's, I think like, yeah. treat, that's where, where me and treat yourself goes wrong because mm. I'll treat myself <laughs> too much. <laughs> tu come, Rosie, you tu know, come. No, no, but it's like, you know, chilaquiles, like, okay. You know, it's the weekend. Yes, I love me some chilaquiles. I want a michelada. I and I'm like, yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. But then, uh-huh. you know, again for dinner, I'm like, Okay, well, treat yourself treat again. Yourself. Like, <laughs> treat yourself. You know, to me, I feel like my my guilty my guilty pleasure, and sadly, like I said earlier, I had the 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 gastritis. It's actually I have GERD. It's gastroesophageal. It's just it it's wow. a gastritis, it's a but GERD. but in the esophagus. But um, my guilty pleasure is hot Cheetos, man. Mm. 
them hot Cheetos. And I should, I know the reason why, like, uh, Cynthia just asked, like, how do you feel after, you know? Mm. And it's like, I always, after, obviously, I feel like my esophagus is on fire and I'm <laughs> not okay. I'm Aww. like, I'm debilitated. Like, I have to, like, mm. look for some oat milk or something to, like, soothe my, my, my belly and my esophagus. But I still, there's a part of me that's like, but I want hot Cheetos. Like, I just went to uh, Mexico last week and... I their hot Cheetos, you know, Mexican hot Cheetos are like mm. they just hit different. Mm-hmm. They burn different, you know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna have some, yeah. and I got away with mm-hmm. the first with the first time, like the first bag. Yeah. I got away with it because it was fine, and I was like, oh, no me sofecto, yeah. you know, like okay. And then I waited two days, and I was like, I'm doing it again, and I got another bag, you know, you know, you know, con con revenge mm-hmm. from all ends. No, but it's so it's so deep, right? Because what you're talking about like unhealthy food it also triggers negative emotions in our bodies you know so like we know that yes this day I need to comfort myself but also knowing like my body I can't keep doing this to myself because like your gut is not gonna it's gonna give up on you right at Mm -hmm. some point and that's what happens you know so I'm like how do we indulge but we also have some sort of like we build habits I really don't believe in goals I just believe in habits you know like if before eating this, I'm going to drink a lot of water too, because that's going to help with my digestion, you know, mm-hmm. or like I'm going to indulge in these chilaquiles and depending on the day, like something like the holidays coming up, I'm going to go take a walk after, you know, because I feel like it works during in the weekend. But like for me, I'm an um, early childhood educator. So I work with families and that are have scholars from pre-k to fifth grade so your energy has to be on once in 7 30 in the morning like i have to be on this high energy greeting kids at 7 30 in the morning Mm -hmm. so what i eat what i have for lunch during the day because it's so like they literally they're like energy suckers little kids (laughs) i'm sorry i love kids trust me but they are energy suckers like they suck the energy out of you so i have to be careful like okay i need snacks i need to have my cafecito in the morning that's for sure but what I'm eating in the day is going to impact how I'm going to feel after during the day. And like jobs mm-hmm. as an essential worker, it can be so stressful. So if I have a good lunch that includes a lot of colorful food, then I'm going to feel good and be able to finish with the rest of the day, you know. So during the week, also depending on like energy, food is also energy. That's how we maintain mm-hmm. ourselves energized. So depending on what we eat, like when you eat something healthy, it's going to give you energy to move your body, right? So they're all interconnected. But if it's a rest day and you don't need to move your body, like that's okay. But it's just at balance and building little habits. Like instead of eating the whole bag of hot Cheetos, eating half of it or like little by little, right? Because kids are watching también. So they're always learning from us. And, and just talking about that, how through food, we can heal, but also food really does impact our mental wellness and our mood and emotions. Um, through food, we can heal because what we put in our bodies is energy, right? When we think about what we put in our bodies, people talk about what people are you around, what thoughts, what things are you telling yourself, but also food heals certain part of our brain and body, you know? Um, comfort food, you all... Something that was common, a common denominator was like, what is comfort food? What does comfort food does to our brains? Well, it heals certain parts of the central nervous system, you know, like, for example, I don't know if there are some dishes within your cultura that your grandma, your tia, your mom cooks, 
that something about that dish, it literally soothes your soul. You know, like, ese tamalito, ese champurrado, ese atolito, ese pan dulce. Like, for me, I came to the States when I was 12, and I live with my tia. So that comfort food is what kept myself connected to my mom, living all the way in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Like, making her dishes here literally soothed my soul. And I didn't care. You know, eran los tacos, las tortas, whatever it was. I know that when I enjoyed that meal, I remembered of my mom. I remember of the smells. You know, if you ever go back home or like where your parents are from and those dishes, the smell, all of that, it's, it heals your brain. You know, it heals your body. So everything is con, con balance. Um, yeah. And I think like here in the U.S., like in our culture, like when you go to a restaurant, they sirven una portion que es como para yes. four people. And so then we're also forced to eat it, right? Because in our mm, culture, we've always that's, been told that's real. Mm -hmm. to eat everything in your plate, right? But then yeah. you're here in the U.S. It is even a double Big Mac. It's like, what the heck? Because I was thinking about what uh, Esther Rossi was talking about when she went to Italy. And in Italy, you would think that everybody would be super, you know, big because they're eating pasta all day. But when you go to those countries, they serve you small portions. Enough yeah. to be mm -hmm. full, but not feel like heavy where you can't even get up and you just want to go to sleep. And so I think that's also the difference. Also, in those cultures, they walk a lot more. Here in the U.S., we drive everywhere. Mm. So we are served big portions, and then we we don't exercise mm -hmm. a lot because we drive everywhere. And so that's the, the difference between, like, Italy. Yeah, they eat a lot of pasta, but they walk everywhere. And, again, their portions are small. But so I think a lot of the things, like you mentioned, the balance is portion control. Like, indulge in what you like, pero todo con su limite, right? Like, yeah, comete tu conchita, but you don't have to eat three of them, right? <laughs> um, and so, and I was thinking of that last night when we went to eat Korean barbecue, and I just felt like, you know, estamos come come, it's all you can eat. You're trying to get worth your $40 that you pay or whatever. Estoy ahí, come, come, and I'm like, no, my, my boyfriend's like, you want more? I'm like, I can't, pero, pero que sirveme poquito más, <laughs> you know, because, you know, because I feel bad that he's paying like 40 bucks, and I'm like over here like, no, no, you know. Yeah, so I, think, I think it's also in this culture, the U.S. culture. Mm. I also think it has to do with the ingredients, you know, because I'll say for Italy mm. specifically, mm. like people mm -hmm. thought it was funny that I wanted to share a pizza like mm. like the mm. waiters were surprised that the person I went with that we were going to share a pizza mm -hmm. because like everyone eats their own pizza. But it's also the ingredients like a pizza in Italy mm. is not like, you know, it's not like Domino's here. Massive, like it's yeah, thin yeah. crust. Like it, it has like fresh Cat ingredients. Homemade. Same thing with the pasta. Right. Like the pasta wow. is fresh. All this stuff. So I think that definitely has something to do with it, right? Like U.S. culture is very fast food. Uh, fast we have process. artificial, yeah, fast food, and we have yeah. artificial ingredients, preservatives, like things like that, that mm -hmm. I think do make an impact. Yeah, that's so mm -hmm. that's so cool that you mentioned that, Rosie, because I was, you know, I just mentioned I was in Mexico for a week last week and and I was really regular, you know, like I was like feeling like I wasn't I was eating a lot, but I wasn't feeling like sluggish. Mm -hmm. I was going to the bathroom regularly and mm -hmm. I actually lost weight. Dude, I was eating like I was eating tacos and you know obviously my salad here and there and every morning I had like a green juice and and it, I was just like you know feeling good minus the Cheeto the Cheeto time. <laughs> the Cheeto incident Cheetos <laughs> fucked me up the Cheetos fucked me up but anyways um I was like feeling fine you know, I was regular so then when I got here I started to notice a difference in my digestive like 
system and i'm like damn what is it and i'm like man it's you're right like it's like the so there's so much stuff in our food mm. that we really you know if you don't have like the the I don't know, like the education or the means to like really just look behind the scenes, like what is in my food. And and mm. yeah, I think that our food here is not like the best quality. Yeah. And um, which yeah. kind of also makes me think of what Cynthia was saying about how food impacts our mood. And, and you know, just in general, like I've, I've had a long journey with just like really understanding what my body mm. accepts and what it likes because mm. I could I could see like, for example, broccoli, right? Broccoli is a veggie and it's green and it's healthy, quote unquote. But broccoli really fucks with my gut. Like mm. it, it, um, it inflames my gut, right? And, and then that wow. causes stomach pain. And then that causes me to like not feel like I want to go out anywhere, right? Um, so I had to learn like you know even like people recommend a food diary but you know i'm not really good at just taking notes but i just kind of make a mental <laughs> note like that vegetable mm -hmm. fucked me up last time i'm not eating so now i know like asparagus it's my friend and i, lo I love <laughs> asparagus because it doesn't mess with my stomach but things like broccoli or or what is mm -hmm. that cauliflower you know how they have like cauliflower yeah. pizza and cauliflower mm -hmm. is like that would really like just irritate my stomach and make it like bloat um mm -hmm. and onions and things like that. so i think that part of it too is really like going back to what what cynthia was saying was like kind of really listening to your body because mm -hmm. not all veggies yeah not not all, all veggies meats. are friends dude. yeah not all, <laughs> veggies, not all veggies are friends man and then uh, same with like proteins and you know just so many foods that i've you know now at this point in my life i've learned like those foods are a no-no because although they look healthy they aren't, you know, the best for your body. Right. So it really is about, and I would say that what I recommend to people, you know, like I've, as they're beginning their wellness journey and eating healthier choices as part of their lifestyle, I'm like, have fun, have fun in what vegetables do you like and start with that, you know, so you don't feel like you're torturing yourself to eat mm -hmm. this salad in the ensalada, even salads, right? Like it's a lot of white culture that this is the way that, eating healthy looks like right so it gets defined for us so we get to really find that what does healthy look like um mm -hmm. for example if i want to eat like i love eating um to the ensaladas like i love putting aguacate corn um chayote like so many things to make that fulfilling and also even within our food within our culture like you were saying about your gut um wendy we also have herbs right we have herbs we have teas like el té de jengibre with la tecata de pineapple um it's so good if you boil that it literally heals um and it helps with your gut so there's so many just benefits of taking back and utilizing our culture as a tool to um really repair that relationship that we have with food because nutrition allows us longevity in life you know we want quality in our lives but also throughout our daily life um so that's why really changing our habits and it's a lifelong process but it's just little habits um when we and and know that our ancestors have been eating colorful food for centuries um uh, you know like so many tea remedies that we hear from our familias and knowing that when we're being energized through food it impacts our mood it also produces a healthier mind and a brighter spirit, you know, because it spikes our serotonin levels literally spike up. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes you that feel good emotion, you know, when you feel like when you eat something that is very nutrition, because it's like 
feeding your muscles, feeding your organs and all of that. Yeah. And I think culturally, I'll just add like culturally, I, th I feel like we treat food as an experience, right? Like you mentioned earlier, Cynthia, like uh, a particular recipe like reminds you of your mom and, and that's how you stay connected. Um, I think that a lot of the activities that we do together or like that you do with families or with friends have to do with food, right? With like food mm -hmm. and drink, right? When you get together with someone, you're like, hey, you want to grab a coffee, right? So like the point of, of hanging out with that person is not necessarily the coffee. It's like talking to that person, but you build mm -hmm. the activity around food or like, hey, you want to go get breakfast yes. or you want to get lunch or, or whatever it is. Food is an intrinsic relationship, right? We celebrate around food. We do, we partake in so much about food, but it's just living in a very balanced lifestyle as well, right? Well, thank you so much for joining us, Cynthia. It was a pleasure to have you and, and pick your brain and I will definitely um, continue to look out for the recipes that you post. <laughs> Um, as always, we want to leave our listeners with a couple of final thoughts um, for how to enjoy Las Fiestas without the guilt. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think for me is like portion control, right? Don't overdo it. Don't eat too much where you feel like, okay, it's time for me to go to sleep. You know, just eat enough to feel like, okay, I'm satisfied. Right, right. Yeah. And I guess the, the final thought for me would be pay attention to your body, right? Um, and eat the way you want to feel. So if you want to feel like a Big Mac, do echate la Big Mac. Pero <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to feel like a celery, then do echate el celery. I want to feel like a milkshake. <laughs> a milkshake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess my, my final thought is just to appreciate the moments um, with your loved ones, right? Because those are priceless. Mm, like this mm -hmm. year, particularly yes. with COVID, it's, it's been a year of loss for some of us. And, um, you know, don't focus so much on the, oh... They're going to talk about my COVID-20, you know, the 20 pounds that I put on. Um, really just enjoy. <laughs> it's COVID-19, Rosie, not COVID-20. Nah, I know. That's 20 pounds, dude. Ah, okay, okay. No, I'm that's 19 pounds. You know? COVID-19 is 19. Yeah. No, you know, like, let's let, thank you so much for that invitation. I love being here. I love just, you know, it's the time is now, you know, to heal our communities, heal our minds, heal our bodies, um, and really teach our little ones. But especially some tips that I would say for these holidays, um, you all mentioned really good ones, portion control, listen to your body. Um, the body gets loud in what it doesn't like. Take a walk if you can after. Also, you can bring salads into the celebration too, you know, like you can bring fresh Fruta picada as well, like a little cup after, before the real dessert, or that could be part of the dessert. Mm -hmm. And also just really setting boundaries, right? Um, if you heard those negative comments, you can step away. You can chime in if there's a step up for your, for your loved ones. Um, I'm going to keep sharing really good recipes, yummy, healthy recipes for the holiday. So you could take that to your, um, family celebration and then. On January 19, I'm going to be joining an IG Live with Dr. Hortensia Jimenez. She's a sociologist and health coach from my beloved California. And she's, we're going to be discussing toxic diet culture and the beginning of a new year with a really good relationship with our bodies, working from where we're at in January, and then um, helping our bodies and beginning that wellness journey and embracing our culture. So nice. with that, love yourself. We're not alone. 
don't think about January, just live in the moment, you know, porque la vida es corta. Yes. Thank you, can, you, can you share your IG handle again, Cynthia? I don't know if you did earlier. Oh, okay. So my Instagram info is at C-C-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, wellness, at Synergy Wellness. And you can check it out and get inspired. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. And we will be posting that on, on our Instagram as well. So thank you so much for being here, Cynthia. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. El placer es mío. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for today's topic. Special thanks to our audio editor and producer, HG, from Beat Farm Productions. Hasta la próxima, and remember to join us next time by tuning in with your amigas to Spilling La Sopa. Spilling la sopa. Spilling la sopa.